Hello, and welcome to the Sister Struggles Podcast. My name is Joanna Jama at Sister Struggles Podcast and at Sister Struggles LLC on IG. And this is my podcast where I dig deeper into redefining self-care. As a way for you to listen to your intuition, your needs, create better self-care habits and mindsets that serve you and not the roles you've been given. Then you can free yourself from burnout, people-pleasing, and toxic relationships. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe for new episodes. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sister Struggles. I'm Joe, and today I want to talk about something that, oh, I'm excited to talk about because I'm just so glad that my feelings have been validated and that there's actually a coined term for something that I've been struggling with and my work life for years and years and years, but I'm upset that it's something that actually exists. So... Maybe you've already seen it on Instagram or TikTok, but it's the concept of from pet to threat. And it's specifically with black women. And I'm going to read you, I actually looked up a Forbes article and it gave me the framework of exactly what I wanted to say. Way better than I could have said it, really. So it happens when women, typically black women, are praised and supported by their managers when they start a new endeavor, start a new job, etc. Until... And here, this is really important here. Until they start demonstrating to excel in their role and propose ideas. At this point, some managers, especially males, perceive them as a threat and hinder their careers. And whoo, when I saw that, I was just like, can I just call up every single job that I've been at that told me that I was fucking crazy? Because this has happened so many times. Uh, because the approach that I always you know take to any job especially when you start a new job is just go in you know you learn the ropes like I kind of keep quiet because I'm more focused on learning right like I don't want to seem like I know everything and um you know especially when I'm first starting out I know that I'm skilled I'm confident in that but I also just want to see how this company's doing it right so I do that for a couple of months but it also gives it also lets me see and gauge how people treat me and <laughs> But I'm telling you, the second I start being like, oh, hey, this is a potential process improvement or how about, you know, this idea or what do you guys think about doing this? It's I'm treated like I'm crazy or I'm not seen or heard or just not taken seriously at all until somebody else, of course, comes up with the idea, typically a white male. And acts like they came up with it themselves. Um, I don't sound bitter at all, do I? I don't have, you know, a particular example in my mind at all. Obviously, I do. But, um, yeah, it's just I feel super validated and I just had to talk about it because I know. I talk to other black women struggling with these issues. I see it on social media everywhere. And, you know, it's just nice to know that we're not crazy and that we've just been gaslit from the beginning, right? So I don't know if this is something you personally particularly relate to but like I said I feel like it's pretty much an epidemic at this point and needs to be addressed and I think what makes me like the most upset about it is that it's the whole gaslighting aspect of it I'm made to feel like I'm crazy when I've done absolutely nothing wrong you're made to feel like you're crazy even though you've done nothing wrong and at the end of the day it's just because they're threatened by what you can bring to the table so enough about my feelings for a second i do want to kind of illustrate the example that the forbes article used because i think it really breaks it down so basically uh the example they have was like the exact example that i've lived through multiple times uh but 
A woman starts working in a new team, selected based off of her background, her skills, and her experience, and she starts being assigned to do basic, mostly admin, tedious, repetitive tasks, right? So learning the ropes, but mostly doing like the busy work. She's praised for her work, and she's asked to support other male professionals, but she's not invited to do more of the work she's qualified to do. Despite her request to do more challenging tasks, she keeps trying, or she keeps being told to be patient and gain experience. She's a high achiever and feels like her skills are underutilized. She gets demotivated and frustrated and starts questioning her abilities. She receives mixed messages from her managers who sometimes critical of her in front of others and steals some of her ideas, highlighting that because that is real, and is friendly and supportive in other instances, pushing herself to work even harder to prove her value and not making any progress so she feels she doesn't have what it takes to succeed. So you see how the way... In this example, the woman is being treated is causing her to turn it inward and feel like she's not doing enough. When in reality, again, it's the threat. It's the, okay, we have you here doing, you know, what we assigned you to do, but that's all we want. We don't want anything else. And I felt like, I feel like, again, in my experience, I, uh, I saw a quote one time that I was like, this is exactly it, but it, I always felt like I was a resource and not an asset. I remember I was working at this job one time and I was teaming up with somebody to, you know, do a project and it was like when I would propose my ideas, it would be like crickets and just like, yeah, okay, you know, we'll think about that, like there's some pandering, you know. And then when my counterpart, who happened to be a white male, would propose literally the same exact idea, and my boss at that time would be like, oh, okay, so we'll call him Brian. We'll call my white counterpart, Brian. Oh, Brian came up with this really great idea. He's actually gonna start doing this and gathering this together. And I'm looking at him like, bitch, I literally said that last week. And you treated me like I was asking for the moon and stars. And he comes over here with the same idea, but actually even not as good as what I had. Like he would take away a couple of like key things and he'd be like, oh, this is a great idea. And I'm like, that's not even meeting the objective. And then of course he would try to put the idea into action and it would fall flat because he's not me. <laughs> like, so I would just watch that happen over and over again. And I, and I just was like, well, I'm gonna stop proposing my ideas or only tell people that you know, care about them or can help me actually elevate them. Like they were not the people to go to. Um, and that was just such a perfect example of feeling like I'm asking to be challenged and being told, oh, you know, just wait, wait. Meanwhile, you really just have a plan for this other person. So again, I sound better about it, but only because it's happened so many different times and now I know it's real. I know it's real. So if you've ever felt this way at your job, you know, if you are one of the only people of color, if you're in a corporate space and or 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 both, then I'm sure you completely understand or you've dealt with this before. Um, and this is just, again, your reminder, your self-care tip that it's not you, it's them once again it's them uh, and it shouldn't keep you from still showcasing your abilities um, still allowing yourself to shine because you can't let these fucking assholes like dim your shine because they literally cannot handle that you're doing better than them or that you bring more to the table than they do and again that's more to do with what they're projecting from themselves than it is about you and i know that they that concept or that idea may not necessarily make it feel any better but just knowing that Again, it worked for me. Just knowing that I'm not alone, that this is a real thing, and that 
And unfortunately, this is just another outcome of this white supremacy um, and patriarchal society that we live in. And again, that they are the problem and it's not us. And I'm not saying that everybody at your job is racist or that, you know, everybody is targeting you, but I'm just saying that this is a phenomenon for a reason. We're not all just feeling this way just for shits and giggles. And it's even like I'm talking to myself because sometimes, again, I'll tell myself, maybe I'm being too sensitive or whatever, but no, it's real, especially if you are a person of color, a black woman working in a high-achieving field. You're already a high achiever. You're already... Um, living and breathing by this strong black woman stereotype like I guarantee you you've had to deal with this and to put more of a positive spin or perspective on it this is just highlighting groups of people environments that you don't need to be around uh, that are not offering you at a seat at the table without you having to struggle and be even more resilient than you need to be in order to get that like you don't have to do that you shouldn't have to do that you've already probably worked your fucking ass off which is why you even listen to this podcast because you're probably trying to figure out how to you know stop doing shit so again maybe it's an indication that that is a toxic environment that you no longer need to be in those are toxic people that you don't need to be around be around because it's not benefiting your mental health and if there happen to be other black women other people of color in your in your job look for them link up with them, try to see if they could be some sort of an ally because if there is not one thing that got me through all these jobs, it was the other black girl <laughs> or the other black guy or the other other person of color. Um, just like we just look at each other from across the room during like a dumbass meeting we're having and no words, no words are needed. We already knew what we were saying and that comic relief like that just those chances to be able to just look over and feel like oh i'm not alone like this person vibes with what i'm feeling it saved me so many times because when you feel like you're alone at work it really does affect you mentally and emotionally and for me it really started to affect my work because i don't want to come to work every day and have to deal with these motherfuckers like i don't want to have to put on a fake ass smile and pretend like i'm cool just so that i'm accepting to you and also shut down my ideas dim my light and just basically be a slave for them like just because i'm getting paid doesn't mean i'm any less of a slave like i want to enjoy what i'm doing and i also don't want to hate every single person i work around and of course i'm i'm being a little dramatic like there's some people that I like, but for the most part, like in these corporate settings, they're not set up for, uh, it's not, I feel like I'm never working around nice people. I'm working around people, other people pleasers and like narcissistic personalities. Uh, That's just what it's dialed down to. And I've accepted that, but what has made a difference is how am I going to play this? What's my role in this? Um, How am I going to make sure that I'm elevated? Because I'm not going to come home from work every day and feel bad because someone else has something to say about me. Like, I don't give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. And every day I'm giving less and less fucks. And I really want you guys to ride this plane with me. (laughs) Fly this with me because... It is such a freeing feeling when it's like, oh, well, I'm just getting paid and you guys can think what you want to think, but I'm going to still share my ideas or maybe I'll keep them under wraps if if I feel like that's necessary, but I'm not going to stop being who the fuck I am and you're just going to have to deal with it, period. Because doing the opposite, which is what I've done in the past, like only 
left me feeling like shit when I went home. Like, I just felt like I was just peeling off this fake suit when I got home. Ah, now I can be myself. No, I'm going to show up how I am. I Because I'm a nice person. It's not like I'm like, I'm an asshole, deal with it. Like, I'm a nice person. It's only the people... I say this all the time. It's only the people that try me that have to deal with the other side. Uh, And I just feel like that's my mantra. And I thought this would be a good time to let you guys know some of the mantras that I've created for myself. actually shared them on a post on Instagram. But hold on. Does anyone else feel old as fuck when they say Instagram? Like, I feel like I need to be saying IG. Like, I don't know. I'm 34, I guess. But I feel like I'm 23, but every day I feel like I'm Googling some random word on Urban Dictionary, because I don't know. I feel like there's new shit. I almost said lingo. If that's not old, (laughs) I don't know what is. Anyway, okay. I am distracted. But um, I posted six things I wish I told myself earlier being a black woman in corporate. I will not volunteer to take on extra tasks so I seem like I'm a team player, right? I am not responsible for educating others about black culture, politics, history, uh, and they can go ask somebody else or better yet, do their own research. I am not your encyclopedia. No matter how many times I explain it, some people are just not gonna understand or they're gonna refuse to understand my perspective as a black woman in America or in the world for that matter. So I stop pushing and I save my energy. I'm always going to speak up for what I need to do the best job I can, even if it's met with judgment and disbelief. It's not up to me to convince them what I need. That's just, uh, I guess, a nicer way of saying, like, speak up, ask for what you need. Because I know in so many jobs, like, I, there have been times where I felt uncomfortable even just asking a question or asking somebody to repeat something because of the way that they acted or like they just they just showed me that they didn't like questions you know and I'm just like I don't give a fuck anymore like I need to do I need the information in order to do my job so if we need to have multiple meetings if I have to email you multiple times if I have to reach out to additional resources then I'm gonna do that because again at the end of the day whose job and whose duties are on the line it's me it's mine. So uh, the next one is not once have I ever regretted asking and getting help from my peers. I only regretted not asking sooner. And I like this one because I didn't really want to put this up because I hate asking for help, but I know it's something I have to work on. And when I'm at work, that's the hardest time. That's when I have the highest anxiety and I want to do everything myself. And that strong black woman stereotype is in full effect, right? I'm like, I don't need help. I don't need help. Like, I got it. I can manage all 20 deadlines on my own. No. Ask people for help. Um, In particular, ask people you trust for help. Don't just ask anybody because, you know, I'm a big proponent for like your coworkers aren't your friends. Um, I feel like I always have like one or two people at every job where I'm like, mm, okay, I'll let you in just because I don't leave my energy open for everybody like that. But I feel like the times that I have asked for help or delegated or been like, hey, can we split this up? Like I've never been upset that I had to do less work. <laughs> so if uh, you're in that situation, like speak up because you're not, nobody's benefiting by you holding it up on your shoulders at the end of the day. And um, the last one, one of my favorites, I'm done with small talk. I no longer contribute to empty conversations to appear like I'm the friendly and approachable black girl. 
Those who take time to know me will see it. Ooh, I love this because every time I start a new job, or really even when I've been in a job for a while, depending on who I'm talking to, I get caught up in these conversations. There's always a few people that just love to trap me. You know, there's always a trapper. And I feel like because I'm new and because, you know, all of the PTSD of being black in America, like I don't want to come across ghetto or talking crazy or saying things that people wouldn't understand or like, you know, trying to even have an an, an ounce of my real personality, right? Because I also like to curse a lot. And so it's like something I have to watch. But um, just small talk. I'm an introvert. I hate small talk. Like, I'm not going to engage in it. I'm not going to be interested. And it's a time waster. And like I said, especially as a black woman, sometimes you feel like you're kind of stuck in those situations um, because you don't want to come across as rude just for ending the conversation. And I mean, I've had many situations where I've been like, hey, okay, I got to go or hey, I've got a meeting or whatever the case may be. And people are upset about it. But again, that's their own fault. Like you're taking up my time telling me about shit I don't care about. Um, talking to me about things you did this weekend when I never asked. <laughs> like, I never asked you. You're talking at the side of my face. I haven't given you an indication that I care. So I just, uh, as you can tell, those are things, those are moments that I'm just like, how can I escape? How can I get, get out of here? But like I said, I don't feel, uh, I don't feel obligated anymore to, like unless it's somebody like I said I'm interested in the conversation I feel like maybe I need to know this information for work-related matters um but I don't do that ass kissing oh it's the boss is here oh the CEO is here I don't care at all I'm gonna talk to them how I talk to everybody else polite civil professional and that's it so anyway I've thrown a lot of my own feelings at you but only because uh (laughs) this is my podcast but also because I'm sure you have felt like this before. Again, it's not a pandemic, a pandemic, oh Lord. It's not an epidemic, epidemic for no reason. Obviously there's clearly a good reason why black women everywhere have had to deal with this and share these same feelings. So I hope this again, gave you some validation, made you feel seen and heard, uh, made you feel less alone. Cause again, just coming across that article and those TikTok videos about from pet, I can never say it, from pet to threat, I just felt fucking vindicated. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I really, I almost wanted to like send it to all of my shitty bosses at all of my jobs and just be like, yeah, you were the problem. But I'm 34, I'm not gonna do that. I have things I care about and a life that I care about a lot more than being petty, but I'm not going to lie. My Aries, my Aries side is like, wants to be petty, but we're going to leave it alone. (sighs) All right. Well, sending out lots of love and energy to you guys. I hope you have a good week ahead. Uh, Start work like a boss ass bitch. Okay. Do not let other people tell you who the fuck you are you know who you are, right? All right. Love you. Bye. See you next week. Thank you guys again for tuning in to an episode of Sister Struggles. So please rate, review, subscribe, and just let me know what you think. And I would love to hear what you guys would love to hear on future episodes. Look out for new episodes every Sunday.